Good morning. I'm not actually recording this in the morning, but it's my favorite greeting, so I'm running with it. Anyway, welcome to the first episode of this mini-series I'm starting on my podcast called Let's Talk About It. Let's Talk About It is going to be a short episode, but a deep conversation about varying topics. Um, At the end of every episode, I know I always say, drop some topics to me if you need me to talk about something, so especially if you want me to talk about something really deep or something really specific, please, please, please let me know and I'll put it on a Let's Talk About It series. So today's Let's Talk About It episode is going to be about self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is, I know it's just a word, but it means so much, especially when you're coming out. A lot of times we're worried about other people, like we're worried about how our family will handle us not being straight or our friends or society or whatever but the biggest obstacle in coming out is yourself and you don't realize this i had i hadn't realized this until i looked back in retrospect and i was like well the whole time my biggest enemy was myself in this process because i was the one internalizing these narratives that other people might have said and i might have absorbed from them but I had chosen to absorb them and I had chosen to internalize them as my own beliefs and they were never my own. So a couple examples. The first time I wrote bisexual in my notebook, it was this huge deal. I sat there with the pen shaking in my hand. I I wrote it down on the page and I just stared at it and I was like, this can't be me. I can't not be straight. I can't be different. And that was a huge, huge, like, war in my brain is like, Carly, you're putting yourself in this marginalized group. You're, you're telling me, me to me, my own internal dialogue, you're telling me that you're different. You're telling me that you like women. Now you're weird. Now you're strange. Now everyone's going to judge you. But that was just my internal monologue. At that point, no one had known that it was anything other than straight. So it was just me sitting there with myself, telling myself that I did not deserve to take up space, that I did not deserve to call myself this, that I was a fraud. All of these things that were just going on in my head, no one else giving me shit for it yet. Like (laughs) it was just me and myself and very toxic now that I'm looking back. But um, another example, of like my slow self-acceptance process, especially coming out. I'll reference another thing in a minute, but another example. But another thing that really was hard for me is I was in Barnes & Noble and I wanted to go to the LGBTQ section. I wanted to go to the section and I wanted to see what they had and like if it could help me try to figure myself out or give me a little bit of advice on just not being straight because I felt like I was so alone. And I know I, I, at that point I had told my friends and stuff like that, but I still was still struggling with my internal monologue. That's pretty much what it was. So I picked up this book and it's called Ask a Queer Chick, A Guide to Sex, Love, and Life for Girls Who Dig Girls by Lindsay King Miller. And if you are a queer chick, a new queer chick, an old queer chick, I would definitely recommend this book. I never actually read it. <laughs> it turns out like after all of this stress that you're going to hear about, I never read it. And that's because I started to live it in my own life. So I feel like I didn't need to read what she had to say. 
because she just talks about the experience and I was already to the point of like dating Aaliyah so I didn't really relate to a lot of it anymore but if you're a woman who has recently discovered your sexuality or have never dated before I would definitely recommend this book it it really was a support system for me even though ironically I never read it anyway so I pick up the book off the shelf super reluctantly because I was like oh my god people are gonna judge me like everyone's judging me like don't let them know that you're queer they're gonna judge you and I was like this was before I even touched the book on the shelf. And then I pick it up and I'm like holding it against me. Like everyone's going to judge me. And I'm like so afraid to even like be interested in the book. Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, it's not me looking at a queer book. That's not me. Like I was still alienating myself from the community. Um, so then I picked it up and I decided to buy it after pacing, pacing the store. I kid you not. I put it down and I paced the store and thought about buying it. So I bought a couple other books, maybe because I wanted them, maybe because I just wanted books to hide this book under, who knows. So I bring it up to the counter and it's under all my other books. And like, as the, why am I drawing a blank on this? As the cashier, duh, I literally was a cashier at Runs and Noble. As the cashier picks it up from under the stack, I'm just like shaking, literally. I'm like, oh my God, she's gonna know, she's gonna know. Like, she's judging you so hard. And she didn't say anything, she just scanned it and put it, back in the pile and it was like this huge anticlimactic issue in my head like nothing the world didn't combust into flames and nothing bad happened to me I just carried it to my car and I went on about my day and that was like a big thing and I looking back on it no one was judging me and if they were I was the only problem in that situation because I was the one internalizing the fact that they could be judging me I was the one making assumptions of other people and what they could be thinking about me. And I was making myself basically the main character in everyone else's lives. I was like, oh, they're so concerned with what I'm doing. And that's really toxic. I know that's a psychology reference to when you act like everyone's always thinking and talking about you. It's like a selfish um, outlook. I don't know what the actual name is called, and I'm sorry, but... I was just putting myself above everyone else's in the, everyone else in that room was thinking about me and talking about me. That's what I was saying to myself. And that's a really toxic narrative because that's not happening. And if it is, one, it's not your job to internalize that and be like, oh, they're judging me. And if someone looks at you, it's not even your job to be like, oh, this is what they must be thinking. Unless they outwardly say it to you, you don't know what they're thinking. So stop torturing yourself and stop internalizing these narratives that you don't need to have roaming around in your brain. You don't need any more negativity. That was <laughs> that was this book for me. It was just like, I thought everyone was judging me and I thought everyone was talking about me and it was really toxic. And I was even embarrassed to like show my friends that I bought it. I was like, oh, look at this book I bought. Like, no, I'm a, first of all, I'm allowed to educate myself even if I'm not in the community, whatever. So that book was like a big deal for me. And then... Around that time, I was also struggling with even allowing myself to identify as a member of the LGBTQ community. Like, I didn't even think I belonged in there. I thought I was a fraud. And no one was telling me this. It was all my own thoughts and internal stuff going on. I just thought I was being a fraud and that I didn't deserve it. And all of these things that I thought I was special to be thinking. 
so I was victimizing myself and being like, oh yeah, no one else feels this way. Everyone else just wakes up and they're like, oh yeah, I'm a member. Like, I'm so excited to have my annual pass to the LGBTQ community. Like, no, so many people go through this and so many people probably feel like frauds and feel like they're not being, like they're lying their way into the community. No, you're not. The community is there to make you feel supported. Allow yourself to get support. This is a big thing I struggled with when I was coming out is just not allowing myself to get support, not allowing people to know I was struggling, not allowing people to know I wanted to be a member of the community and get help. I just was hiding it because I didn't feel like I deserved it. I feel like everyone else fought for the right to be in there and I just wasn't worthy. So that was me hardcore not accepting myself and being super homophobic towards myself. And this was all my internal dialogue. So Um, another thing that showed me how much I wasn't accepting myself was when I posted about my girlfriend on Instagram. Specifically, I just remember doing this. And I was so worried what everyone else was going to think. And at that point, I hadn't given anybody the chance to even react. I was just assuming that they were going to react negatively. And then I was already being hurt by it before it had even happened. So I was... Not only was I telling myself that I wasn't going to be accepted, I was going to get hate and everyone was going to like shit on my post. That was all happening just in my head. It hadn't even happened in real life and it didn't. And I was just torturing myself because I didn't accept myself. I thought I was disgusting. I thought I didn't deserve to be in the community. And that is on me. That's not on anyone else. And I can't project that onto anyone else. That was work that I needed to do within myself. So this really started to become concrete, this idea that I really wasn't accepting myself when I first started to say that I was queer out loud. I am queer. I identify as queer. I know I talked about labels in the last episode, but queer is like my favorite term to use to help other people understand me. So when I first said I was queer, I felt so embarrassed. Like I felt like I was a fraud, basically. I really don't know how to explain it. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you might have felt the same way. And I'm, I hope that I can speak to that experience for you. But I just felt like I didn't deserve to be using it. And I felt like I was being over, oh, overdramatic. I felt like I was being very overdramatic. And that I was just, it was just dramatic to call myself queer. Like I was jumping the gun. I don't know. I don't know why it was, I'm so resistant to letting myself be who I am. And like letting myself feel relief and bliss and happiness. Like I prevent my own internal peace. And it's so, so toxic. And a lot of us do it. So I'm still working on this. It is not perfect by any means. My own internal monologue. Like I still have times when I'm being harsh on myself. But I'm way, I'm in a way better place. Um, I actually just tattooed my leg last night. And it's a woman on it. Like I tattooed a woman. And... I would have never done that a year ago, but now I'm very comfortable in my sexuality and I might not always accept myself as queer or as a part of the community, but I'm comfortable in the fact that I know I like women. (laughs) So that's one thing I have down, but anyway, I tattooed myself and I'm really proud of it and I'm feeling better every day about my sexuality. And another thing that I got when I was coming out was a pride band for my Apple watch and wearing it to work the first day. Like I just thought everyone was judging me And then I slowly started to release the grip in my hand and like 
breathe and realized that no one cared. And I actually got compliments and I actually ended up connecting with one of my coworkers over it. She was just like, I love your watch. And then we talk about the books I was reading and it ended up being a really pleasant experience. So that was all just in my head and I suffered for no reason, pretty much. But another non-sexuality related thing about self-acceptance is when I first decided to not apply to medical school and not take the MCAT in quarantine, it was a big deal. Like I I knew it was what I needed to do to not to not pursue that field anymore. It just after slowing down for quarantine, I really just felt like it wasn't for me. And I was so resistant. I was the one screaming at myself and telling myself that I was a failure and doing all of these things that weren't helping me accept the path I wanted to be taking. And even before I told my family or friends or anything, I was already being so hard on myself. And if I could just, if we as people could just be our number one fan, our number one supporter, and just be like, hey, that feeling you're having is valid. You should tell someone about that. I support you, I love you. If we could say that to ourselves instead of these really derogatory comments and self-hate and resistance, we would be so much happier and so much have so much more internal peace. So after that little <laughs> tangent there, the point of this, let's talk about it on self-acceptance, is that you are the gatekeeper of your feelings. You determine what affects you and you determine what you internalize as your inner dialogue. The biggest obstacle in coming out or accepting anything about yourself is you. You are your number one obstacle. You are that barrier that you need to get over or knock down if you're ever gonna have peace inside you. You could have a a whole community of 100 people around you supporting you, telling you you're doing the right thing. But if you don't believe that truly in you and you don't truly love yourself and think that you're doing the best you can do, you're never going to be at peace. And this is a really, really, really hard pill to swallow. It's it's taken me years and it's still it's still ongoing process for me. But I'm the gatekeeper of what affects me. I determine what affects me. Even if someone is screaming in your face, and this is a lot more extreme of an example, but if someone's screaming in your face, it is you that is choosing to to internalize what they're saying and let that hurt you. You could literally put a shield around your heart and be like, that's not going to hurt me. That's you hurting from something else, and that's not my problem. So in short, you need to learn to accept yourself and to love yourself for who you are. You need to be your number one fan and your number one support system. And I hope that you got something from this mini episode. Please, please, please let me know if you have anything you want me to talk about. I'd be more than happy to. I love talking to you guys. And I love this little series I started. Let's talk about it. So have a great day. You are so loved. Bye-bye.